Welcome back to The John Morris Show, a podcast for freelancers, web developers, and online business owners navigating the chaotic world of technology and online business. If you're new to the show, be sure to visit johnmorrisshow.com to subscribe on iTunes, Android, and TuneIn, and find past episodes of the show. And last but not least, as a podcast listener, you can get free access to my entire curriculum of freelancing and web development courses with the exclusive two-month free trial of Skillshare that I can give you. All the details on how to get that are at johnmorrisonline.com slash Skillshare. Again, that's johnmorrisonline.com slash Skillshare. Now, let's get to the show. The John Morris Show. Hey there, John here. Welcome back to another episode of the show. So this one, I'm going to be getting into... Those of you who may have been trying to get hired for a developer job, may have been applying and are just having sort of trouble getting that done. And are maybe a little bit frustrated, a little bit out of your rope, maybe even thinking of uh, giving up on it. And this sort of came up, I was, uh, I'm over on the, the web dev subreddit, over on Reddit, and uh, this is one of the posts that came up. And so I want to read through a little bit of what uh, he had to say and then kind of go through my advice for how to deal with this. So... He said, is finding a job supposed to be this difficult? I've just finished pulling back up my old resume for retail jobs and said, uh, instead. So he says, not a feel bad for me post. I'm just genu- genuinely curious. I've applied probably to over 100 jobs and haven't got a response back other than the generic, we found a better candidate, etc., etc." Please note, I'm also applying to internships willing to work for free just to gain experience so my resume looks better. Clearly nothing works. If companies aren't giving even newly gra- newly graduates chances how on earth am i supposed to find a job uh, in my field and he sort of goes on to talk about uh, a few more of the things that he's tried and so forth and that he's he's ultimately looking to maybe get back into retail since he's done that he's got a job doing that uh and and so forth but he doesn't really want to so you know i wanted to do an episode on this and sort of go through some of the things that i've learned over the last 15 years uh, dealing with all of this and one of the things to keep in mind before we get into this is and why this is such a key thing is because the first job is really the hardest one to get so once you can get that one once you kind of get one you're in and and it's not as difficult uh from that point going forward so what I want to try to give you in this episode is just help you get over the hump and sort of get in the door. And then I think from there, uh, it'll be a little bit easier. And just real quickly, my own sort of experience with this, my first job, I actually, I 100% got lucky because I wasn't even really looking for a job, but there was a company whose software that I, I happened to use and they sent out an email to their mailing list of customers looking for employees. And at that time, I mean, I really wasn't ready. I wasn't even applying, so I just didn't feel ready. I don't even think, just being objective, looking back on it, I was really ready for uh, a web developer uh, position. And I about didn't apply, but I just kind of said F it, and I went for it, and I ended up getting hired. And you know, eventually down the line, I started my business, and they were my first client, and I've been working with them in some capacity for over nine years. So had I not just kind of gone for it, who knows what would have happened, where I would have been, if I ever would have applied, uh, and so forth. So that's sort of my own little experience with it. That's why I'm always encouraging people to just sort of go for it, because you never know uh, what's going to happen. I've learned a ton from them uh, over the years, and it's it really was the kind of kickoff uh, for my career. 
So what I want to do is I just want to, I'm going to run through a list of things for you to consider and questions for you to ask yourself and things for you to think about when it comes to your strategy for how you're applying and so forth. Because one of the things that people get caught up in and, and people do this with freelancing and I get this a lot with Upwork and so forth is they kind of get caught up in numbers. Again, here you said I've, I've probably applied to over 100 jobs and haven't got a response back. And whenever I hear that, my 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 immediate thought is not, well, how many jobs did you apply to? My immediate thought is, what was the quality? What were you saying? Again, with like freelancing and Upwork, I get people will be like, you know, I applied to a bunch of jobs and didn't get a or projects and didn't get a response. Yes, but what did you send them? And and that's really what's important. When you understand that and realize it's not a numbers game, and you have to slow down and really put some quality into what you're doing. That's when it gets a little bit easier and, and you start applying to a, uh, applying to less jobs or less freelance projects, but you're getting more results because you're putting more quality into it. So that's what this is about. Okay, so the first one is location. So are you in a location that has a lot of tech jobs or even junior level positions? So that's the first thing to just sort of consider. Maybe there's just not a lot of jobs around you. Where I live right now here in the Ozarks, it's kind of in rural Missouri. If I were to go to to look for a tech job, I would have to probably drive at least two hours. I could maybe find one within an hour, but if I really wanted uh, a, a good chunk of jobs, especially entry-level jobs, I'd be looking at Springfield, which is about two hours away from here. So there's just not a lot in this area. You know, I freelance, so it doesn't matter. Uh, I, I can work from anywhere, but that's something to consider and, and really take a look at. If there's not a lot of jobs in your particular area, can you move? Like, is that something that's real and possible? Sometimes the, the, the most effective thing you can do is just move to an area that has a lot of those positions where they're really hungry for those kinds of people. Live there for two to three years, get a job, work for a couple years, get that experience under your belt. And then once you have that experience under your belt, then you can maybe move to, to, to some other place that doesn't have as many, but you're able to get one of the ones the the jobs that's available because you have that experience so is that something you can do or to just take a second and look around what jobs are available in this area that are related to what i want to do and maybe i need to change what i how i'm applying or what i'm applying for or how i'm approaching it to better match the job market at the end of the day jobs are a part of a market and so just like with if you're a business owner and you're thinking about creating products and services you have to be able to read the market it's the same thing with jobs. You have to be able to read the market and understand what it's looking for in your particular area. Or maybe you can find a remote position. There's a lot of companies that are sort of moving to remote positions. So those are all things uh, for you to think about uh, that, that you can, when it comes to location, that might help you put you in a better position uh, for what you want to do. One last thing is, you know, can you work somewhere less that's less than ideal to get your foot in the door and then get experience with that in order to move up? So can you work at somewhere around in your local area that maybe isn't the perfect fit for what you want to do, but you can kind of get a little bit of experience in sort of tech and in the field or maybe do something at that job that's related to tech that allows you to put that on your resume and get that experience. So again, be creative uh, with it. Second thing is your portfolio. So the obvious first question is, do you have a portfolio? Uh, hopefully, if you're applying for jobs in this field, you do have a portfolio. If you don't, that would be the number one thing for you to look at. Now, the second question is, is it good? And we all have a tendency to look at our stuff and either love it or hate it. 
But the, the more important thing for you to do is get opinions from people outside of yourself and really not your friends or your family because unless you have one that you really trust to be uh, like straightforward and honest with you uh, because a lot of times your friends and family are just going to kind of they don't want to ruffle the fe- rock the boat or ruffle your feathers so they're just going to tell you what you want to hear get somebody if you can who's in the industry maybe you know somebody who's in the industry you can take a look at your portfolio and tell you hey this is junk and you really need to work on this or no that's great I don't know why you're not getting hired. Then at least you know it's not that and you can move on to something else. So have someone else look at it. And if you get harsh criticism back, don't fight it. Don't react to it. Listen to what they have to say and and try to work on it. Uh, The last thing on that then is just to make sure only to include your best stuff. Okay. And, And this is one of the things that, again, when we talk about volume versus quality, a lot of people will be, they'll want to put everything they've done into their portfolio, but you don't know what a potential client or a potential uh, employer is going to look at. You don't know which element in your portfolio they're going to specifically look at. And so if you have an item in there, that's maybe not your best work. And that's the only one they happen to look at, then that's not going to really work in your favor. So you want to make sure and only include your best stuff. And you want to make sure that it's relevant to the jobs you're applying for. So that's one of the things that came up in the, the comments for this poster here is he was applying for web developers job, web developer jobs, but his portfolio was primarily things related to game development. And so it really wasn't a great fit. And, and that's one of the things that he was advised to to rework. So you just want to make sure it's relevant to the job that you're applying for. Next is good old-fashioned networking, which, look, I'm not, it's not something I'm a big, big fan of. I didn't necessarily do a ton of myself, but I, that meant I had to put more work into the other things. But if this is something that you're open to, then this can be very, very powerful. I talk about this a lot when it comes to freelancing, but it's, it's the exact same when it comes to getting jobs. So there, almost any area uh, that you might live in, there are going to be local meetup groups. And a lot of times they're, they're these business meetup groups that have people from different industries in them. And, uh, so they'll have a, an insurance agent, they'll have a lawyer and they'll have a tech person, web development type person, and they get together and they share leads and so forth. But what you can do is get into, to one of these local, uh, meetup groups and you can start networking with people in the industry. Maybe they're this, the lawyer has a lawyer friend of theirs who's looking for someone to handle all of their tech stuff or be their webmaster or, or whatever. And so you can start getting into the, the industry that way. Or I ran into a lot of people uh, in some of the bigger meetup groups that I w- was in that were in the web development industry. They were web shops or, or whatever. Uh, and, and so I got a lot of job offers and client offers and so forth as a result of that. And so it's really it's really powerful when you're meeting person people face to face and they actually get to talk to you uh, and so forth. And so uh, that can be a, a really good good way of of getting in and networking and knowing people in the industry. Um, again, peers in the industry. So if you happen to know anybody who is in and doing what you want to do, that that's a friend of a friend or a friend of yours. Like, don't be afraid to really uh, kind of to 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 go after that person or to, to try to talk to that person and, and get to know them and befriend them. And, and if they're willing to, to talk to you, ask questions and so forth, um, that can be a huge, uh, that can be a huge source for you. And that could be someone who hurt may hear down the line that someone's looking for a position and they recommend you. And if you can get a recommendation, 
I mean, that's going to be, that's going to go a long way beyond all of this other stuff. Another one is, is I sort of said local meetup groups that'll have local businesses, but actually just local businesses themselves. So the local businesses you visit, uh, you know, if it's maybe chains, it'd be a little bit more difficult, but if you have actual local businesses that are local to the area, you know, taking the time to get to know the people that are there, the owners, talking to them and just sort of forming a relationship and sort of subtly letting them know what you do and this sort of cultivating that relationship. If you do that with enough sort of local businesses, then you can kind of start to get your get a read of what's out there, what's available and so forth. And maybe the next time something comes up, one of those those people will get in touch with you. They they have a friend of theirs who owns a business who's looking for this or that. So that can be another one. The thing about this is you never know where it's going to come from. I mean, I got an email out of the blue from a company whose product I had bought, and that's how I got my first job. So you know, never know where it's going to come from. So you need to be doing as much of this as possible and getting out there as much as possible. So you give yourself more chance and more opportunity uh, to have something like this happen. Another one, a big one that I, I don't see a lot of people really pay attention to or do is to research the companies. So spend some time uh, reading up on the companies that you want to apply for. You know, what is their history? What is their vision statement, their mission statement, their values? A lot of these these companies will have this. And then when you're applying to these companies and, and writing your resume, put put some of those buzzwords and things that they're using into your resume to catch their attention. A lot of times with your resume, it's they're they're getting a lot of them, so they're going through them quickly. It's just about one thing that catches their attention that gets you put in the, the interview pile. Okay, so research the companies and use some of the language and words that they use in your opening statement or or wherever you can in your resume to try and catch their attention. That alone can have a big impact. Uh, another one that you can do is to look at their site and do a rework of their site, right? Maybe a couple pages on their site, some of their important pages like a sales page or a landing page or a home page or whatever. Do a rework of the, those pages on their site and put that in your portfolio. And then specifically mention that when you apply for the position, that's going to show show them that you've actually looked at their site and you may create something that they look at and go, oh my gosh, like I like that. I want to do that. Matter of fact, again, my first position, uh, one of the reasons why they hired me is because I had written a plug plugin for WordPress that went perfectly with their WordPress plugin. And so part of the reason why I got hired is because they wanted access to the plugin that I had written. So that can be a really great way to, to, to get your foot in the door. Another one is apply at smaller companies. So a lot of local businesses out there, are, you know, are starting to realize that they need a tech guy or gal uh, and are, are looking. So don't be afraid to apply at a company that's not a, a tech company, not a web shop, but it's actually just a local restaurant or a gas station or whatever it is that needs someone to, to do their website or to do their tech stuff. And uh get in there and 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 get some experience with that now that goes on your resume now you can add that to your portfolio and that kind of gets you uh in the door so uh one of the ways that that I did that is when I was working when I was learning web development I was working at a pizza place and at the time I was going through learning web development and they knew that and so I ended up talking them into letting me build their their website for uh, their pizza place. And so that was something that I was able to add to my portfolio and experience. I built an online reservation system for 
uh, the website where people, they, they were using this crazy book where they'd write stuff in and I built an online system that they could check online and it would send emails and this sort of thing made it a lot, a pe- lot easier for people to, to reserve a table and it made it a lot easier for them to track and so forth. So I built that, uh, and that I could also put in my portfolio and, and so forth. So Again, don't be afraid to take a, a lower level job or a job that's maybe not exactly what you want, that's closely related, maybe. Maybe you could get hired somewhere as an office manager. You know, being a developer, you're probably good with a computer. You probably know Excel and Word and all these things really well. Well, you can use those skills to get hired as an office manager. And then as you're doing that, you can kind of worm your way into doing some tech stuff and do things that you can put on your resume that you can put in your portfolio. So don't be afraid to do that. Another one to look at is your soft skills. So are you someone that's easy to talk to on the phone or are you just kind of real quiet and say yes, no, and, and are, are sort of difficult to have a conversation with? Um, those are things that, that can can work against you. And also an, another one that I don't think people think about as much when it comes to soft skills, but can you sort of subtly sell yourself? So there's there's kind of a fine art to to selling in person and especially selling yourself when you're talking about yourself to to sell your skills and show people that you you can you you know what you're doing or that you have the skills that they want without coming across as sort of bragging and, and arrogant and so forth. So can you do that? If not, you know, look up information on that and 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 work on that as well. That can go a long way. Uh, another one is your profiles. So do you have a GitHub? profile? Do you have a LinkedIn profile? Do you have any of the profiles that are sort of relevant to the position that you might be applying for? Are they up to date? Do they look good? And are they putting your best uh, foot forward? So go through those and uh, and make sure everything's up to date because when you apply somewhere, they might Google you. And if they Google you and your GitHub is empty or they go to your LinkedIn and it's some crazy picture uh, or it's no picture at all or there's nothing in there, Again, that's not going to work very well in your favor. So make sure those things are all up to date. Uh, the final one here then is relevance. And I've mentioned this sort of throughout, but you want to tailor your portfolio to the kind of job that you want. So again, the the original poster was, was applying for web development jobs, but had a game development portfolio. It doesn't really match. You want to make sure that your portfolio is relevant to the job you want. So tailor your portfolio to the job or position you want. Tailor your resume to the company you're applying for. So I alluded to this earlier, values and, and vision and mission statement, including those buzzwords, but also... You know, you, every company may have a little bit different position that you're applying for. Tailor your resume. Include only relevant history, not just necessarily all your recent uh, employment, but relevant stuff, any relevant certifications or relevant awards or all the stuff that you'd put on a, a, a resume. Make sure it's relevant to the company that you're applying uh, to so that when they read it, it really just sort of stands out to them. Those are some uh, relevance is one of the things that, uh, again, I think it's ignored a lot, but it's it's very, very important. So that's a lot of stuff all thrown at you. What I would do is I would just pick three of those things, three that you think for you will have the most impact, whatever they are. Pick three of those things and go in and, and work on them. Or if you have to rework something, go in and dig in on those three things and get those where you want them to be, whether it's working reworking a LinkedIn profile or your portfolio 
uh, or working on your soft skills, changing your resume, et cetera, whatever it is, go in, work on those things, and then go back out and, and try applying again and see what happens and see if you get any responses. If you don't, pick three more and go in and work on them. And if you get through all of them and you're still not getting any responses or still not getting a job, start back over. Pick three again and try to make it even better. And if you just are persistent with it and, 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 and focus on continuous improvement, you're going you're gonna to break the threshold. Okay, So you just have to have the willingness to work on it and work hard at it. You have to have the persistence to keep going at it. Uh, and if you have those two things with this and you, you have this strategy, I, I think you'll you'll be fine. Eventually, uh, you'll get the job you want and away you go. So there you go. That's my 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 tips for how you can get hired if you've been applying and, and uh, haven't had much luck. Now, one of the things when it comes to this is, you know, upgrading your skill set so that your portfolio is stellar. You can create really amazing looking or functioning things to put in your portfolio. Or that when you do work for a local company, you, you meet somebody at a local business group and they take a chance on you to build you know, a web page or a website or whatever, and you do the work, when you get done, they rave about you to the rest of the network. And now you have other people contacting you either for freelance work or for job positions, etc. Quality work begets quality work and the better you get the better you'll get in the form of jobs clients etc so that's you know that's the key sort of component to all of this and again that's why I'm such a big fan of Skillshare because there's over 28,000 courses on the site every kind of course that you could imagine from top professionals in graphic design web development business marketing all that you can learn uh, just as one example, you can learn responsive design from Ethan Marcotte, the guy who <laughs> pioneered uh, <laughs> the whole movement. So again, it, it's not just a, a volume of courses, but it's the quality of courses. It's the people that are teaching them on every topic that you could probably ever want to learn about. And you get access to all of it for just $15 a month. So it's kind of like the Netflix for learning. Anyway, as an instructor over there, I can give you a two-month free trial of Skillshare. Uh, if you want to learn more about that, you can go to johnmorrisonline.com slash Skillshare. When you do the trial, you get full access to the entire library of courses. All of my courses are over there as well. So if you're interested in one of my uh, the courses in my curriculum, you get full access to that during the trial uh, as well. And you can take as many of the courses as you want in that two months. And hopefully you'll you'll like it and want to stay you know committed to a, a lifelong learning and 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 upping your skills and so forth over there. But if not, you can cancel any time before the two months is up, and you'll never pay a penny. So it's a pretty good deal. If you want to check that out again, it's JohnMorrisOnline.com/skillshare. All right, that'll do it for this episode. Thanks for listening. If you liked the episode, I'd be sure uh, I'd appreciate if you would like it. Also, if you haven't subscribed yet, uh, be sure to do that. I'd also appreciate it if you'd leave me a review of the show over on iTunes. Uh, if you do, I will give you uh, module one of my PHP 101 course for free. So if you want to learn more about that, all the details are at johnmorrisshow.com. Just click the Get Started link at the top. All right, that'll do it. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. The John Morris Show. 